From TMP to TTNG For sure the care in those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive. Mineral snowing high tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore. episode 50 of the e-word and this is the freshman class episode uh and if i remember correctly i think the first freshman class was our 10th episode 40 episodes later here we are with two past freshman class alumni and ellie ellie i'll start with you what's up (laughs) technically i was on the first freshman class and the second so i'm a two-time freshman class alumni you're the you're you're the principal I'm I'm uh I'm the superintendent. I'm, You're the principal. No, I'm the I'm the dean of discipline. I I smack all these bands back into line when they step out. <laughs> it's rock and roll, you can't control it, Ellie. <laughs> if there's one if there's one genre to which sex, drugs and rock and roll does not apply, it's emo. <laughs> so, we are joined with 2018 freshman class alumni. Number three of that year, we've got David from Charmer. What's up, David? We were, yeah, thank you. Hi. Who have... We didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you are, at this point, you are number two, I would say, because Michael Sarah Palin broke up, and now they've reunited, but I think that, I think that puts you ahead in, in the class. Does that mean Michael yeah. Sarah Palin is going to be on the next freshman class? <laughs> and you've just heard the voice of Roddy from the number two of 2019 nice howdy good to have you back on the podcast it's been about six months roddy you've already done this yeah yeah it was like the episode where like a bunch of people were like calling in and stuff yeah oh that sounds fun except they never hung up yeah yeah Yeah. you you know you just gotta hang up on them you're like oh thank you so much for the question (laughs) yeah then we'd have to like restart the skype call (laughs) they'd probably just call back in yeah. People the, people didn't want to call in and ask a question. They wanted to be like full on guests on the podcast. There was like eight people in here at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to Just the having... like there were so many people that like everyone was waiting for everyone to talk, for someone <laughs> to talk, but like no one wanted to be the one that so it, there was a lot of like silence and stuff. <laughs> and if and if like And then like it like eight everyone... people talked all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people like talking about like bands that i like have never 
ever heard of that I think like old, like music only exists on like old media fire shit. Mm-hmm. Jesus fuck. Yeah. No, you might actually be right on a couple. I learned levels. a lot about Screamo though, because I don't really know shit about Screamo. But so that was really my only foray into learning anything about Screamo. So thanks for that. <laughs> There's only one Screamo band on this list. That's that's how it goes though. There's always like a token Screamo band. That has all it's been for the past two years what for was sure. Screamo band last year. Shingard. Oh fuck yeah! Is Shingard Screamo though? Not anymore. Uh, yeah, no, they're like beat down now. <laughs> Yeah, I thought they were like a hardcore band. Yeah. They're good, from what I've heard. They're insane. Yeah. I saw them uh, in Pittsburgh in February, and it was like one of the craziest sets I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're fantastic. And then the Screamo band 2018 was CU Space Cowboy. Is that a Screamo band? <laughs> well, they're metalcore now, but they were no. they were part of the they're part of the scram scene for for a hot minute there. All right, so. Start off talking about Charmer for for a hot minute. Charmer just put out an album right at the beginning of all this quarantine stuff. Yeah, what timing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. I'm assuming y'all had big plans this year too. Yeah, at this point we have we've had like four tours canceled pretty much. I think that are gonna be canceled. Two have been canceled, but not much hope for the other two. Yeah. (laughs) Condolences. Um, can't do anything about it yeah no that's that's like been the case with like everyone we've had on during the quarantine it's just been like yeah it's fucking sucks right now um are y'all doing like any anything to hustle some extra income like instagram lives or uh you probably got that uh that contribution button on spotify for the paypal no i stopped to set that up actually um i oh, should do shit. that um yeah but we did a couple live streams i did live streams like audio tree and then i did one for like no sleep records did their own so i hopped on that but that doesn't really get you money um the drummer of my band nick erickson has like a a screen printing um business so we've been pretty busy with that cracking out orders and stuff like that so that's been good the merch the merch sales have been great which is you know you can't really ask for anything more than that. That's that's been a lot of bands have been saying that they're like leaning on that right now. Yeah, I mean, well, you're just one of the, it's, it's it's pretty tough. I think it's really cool that like people are like really eager to support bands and stuff and like buy merch and shit. Because like since every band is posting merch, it like I didn't think like all the bands would be selling mer- would be actually be selling the merch, but it seems like everybody's like like doing okay at least on merch and like it's helping them stay afloat. It's cool. Yeah, one of the bands on this list, uh, they were telling me, uh, right after they added, like, the contribution button, they got, uh, like, $100 in donations that day. Really? We had, like, a similar thing happen, like, when we had to cancel our tour and shit and start driving back. Like, people were really helpful and stuff. Helped us not, I don't even think, like, helped us, like, break even and stuff. Yeah, Nice was in the middle of heading down to South By, right? Yeah, we were in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Well, if you would have waited, like, uh, four weeks, they were the first state to open. Yeah, right. We should just... Yeah, uh, it's ass. Fuck Greg Abbott in his face. Yeah, we had to, like, pull... We pulled over in, like, the middle of goddamn nowhere uh, in Georgia at a gas station. And I just, like... Because we, we were driving to the gig, and, like, I was just, like, reading all these headlines about how bad things were getting, and, like, we were supposed to be in Louisiana the next day. So it was, like, I... We were just like, we should probably just head home. And we just pulled over to a gas station. I just went inside and sat alone at one of the tables for like 
20 minutes just like staring at the table <laughs> just just blue screen of death right there <laughs> yeah it was so fucked up it, it, it was like it was the one of the biggest like hells i think yeah Yes, some some of my homies who were coming down for South by literally had to like fly back. Which fuck, that's that's like an extra expense on top of like what you're not recouping from the tour, and it just yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. It's it's also fucked. But honestly, it's, their van broke down and they got stranded. They were stranded in Texas and ended up having to fly home. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awful. But like like I said, mutual aid and people are like you know, pitching and showing out for, you know, the, the bands that they appreciate. And I think it's been pretty cool to see. It's, uh, it, it's something to take the edge off, you know, like that fucking picture of the kid who's got like the party blower, like something to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a cigarette. It's not going to help that much, but it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Charmer, you got a new album out on No Sleep Records. Buy it there. Uh, nice. You have an album coming out this year still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it it'll be out this summer. Cool. We didn't we we'll, we didn't change any of like the release dates or anything. Sweet. We're sitting up long enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roddy. Roddy. Um, speaking of your new album, I keep on seeing people post on Twitter that they can leak the album. <laughs> I really can't help but notice that you haven't sent me the album, and I just want to know what that's all about. I'll send it to you, dog. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Drop it in the Skype chat. All right, I'm gonna do that right now. I don't care. What if we just premiere it on the E word as <laughs> like in in its entirety? Be hilarious. Ellie Hart's not here to tell me no, so I can just <laughs> do whatever I want. Drill Sergeant Ellie Hart. Bullshit plan. I'm I'm so stoked to put it out. It's like I I don't think I've ever been like super duper like proud of anything we've ever put out like this like i am with this one so i'm stoked to have like something i'm really stoked about out on the world wide web oh yeah and then sweaty hams came out like a week ago that's a hot track that I've, i feel like i've known forever but i didn't know it wasn't released huh. well it, it was released we we put it out on a split like two years like a year and a half ago oh weird. okay but but it was like a split and it was kind of hard to find on spotify so like people would like come up to us at shows and stuff and ask us what that song was. We didn't know it was like that hard to find. So we just, and we had like extra time after we were done recording the record. So we just like set up and recorded that in a couple, in a few hours. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah. Abe, Abe like recorded, mixed and mastered that. He's a genius. <laughs> Putting in work. Yeah. Well, all right. Should we get I'm into the to... freshman class? Yes. All right. I, I feel like we should explain what freshman class is. Past two years, we've done what Double uh, XL does, uh, which is they put some shine on 10 new artists. Uh, the, the parameters for a freshman is uh, your newest material has to be two years old or less. So I got as lenient as March because I think this I started compiling the list at March. So I think what's cool is like 2018, 2019, like those freshman class artists have like proven to be like the bands that people care about about a year later like 2018 we had charmer retirement party see space cowboy awake with still in bed commander salamander origami angel stars hollow uh last year we had nice pool kids guitar fight riley jail socks shin guard closure american spirits r.i.p ben quad like i don't know 
this year, I think, was at the beginning, it was kind of like, well, who could this year be? That's how I felt about it, because I feel like a lot of the bigger bands are past or not eligible. Um, what did you think, Ellie? I knew who the number one was going to be immediately. Um, I was expecting number four. I'm pretty pleasantly surprised by number five. Um, not that I, not that I thought that number five didn't have a chance, but I like am. I'm pleasantly surprised to see them this high up. And number ten and number eight, both I I could see, I could see coming. Um, but aside from that, it's a lot of it's a lot of bands that. Um, I think are like really on the come up right now. Like I think these bands are right, right before the level of hype that most of the bands in the previous uh, classes were at when they got voted in, if that makes sense. But like they're right about to break into that, that next level. Um, yeah. So I think that, I think this is the year of the, this is like unsigned hype column, you know? Mm hmm. Um, oh yeah, number two. Also, I, I I definitely was expecting to see them on here. <laughs> yeah, there were like about three bands that I thought were shoe wins. One thing that I'm surprised about the voting is there's a lot of Midwest on here. Like, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, Chicago is represented heavy, mm-hmm. or twenty percent at least on here. Shy Town represent, and also like stylistically, um, I think a lot of these bands kind of uh, are are doing a bit more of a like a Midwest thing, or in the case of one of them, like kind of like that 2013, 2014 thing. Yeah, there's 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 some like kind of throwback bands on here, um, as well as bands that are doing like something pretty interesting with the sound. So yeah, this is a this is a really strong freshman class in my opinion. All right, I'm gonna start at number ten. We have Cliff Diver from Oklahoma. These guys are uh, E-word OG fans. They've been we've been we've been palling around with them for for a hot minute here. Um, uh, but I I think they're I think they're pretty good. You pointed out that they were kind of doing like a little bit of a Motion City thing. I think when they do like the heavy twinkle shit, they sound like straight up Easy Core. Um, but like not like a rehashed sort of way, like in uh, in a pretty innovative Easy Core in 2020 kind of way. And they also write like pretty long songs, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. for modern emo standards, they're like yeah. doing like four or five minute songs most of the time. Yeah, like the hit "Lost in IKEA" is like almost five minutes long. Yeah, I I thought they're they they kind of have like a little bit of like whimsy to them. Like they seem a little like almost almost like hippy dippy a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's very charming. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, very likable, very likable band. Yeah, and like all their stuff is like produced a lot. Like they have some big production to them, but it's not really overcooked. It's just kind of like filled to the brim with all like I don't know. There's saxophone, there's synth, there's keys. Yeah, and, yeah they're really they're really dynamic. That's what I noticed going through like a couple tracks and like with their production that they have going on. You know, it gives it a more polished feel. 
Yeah. Um, I've seen this band name on Twitter, I feel like, so much the past couple years. Mm-hmm. But I like never listen to them. I feel like they're very uh, active on Twitter. I do like the little Zelda reference they had in one of their song titles. <laughs> um, um, but with the how they, they're so, like how their sound is so polished, and uh, you know they do add like the saxophone and keys and electronic drums and all that kind of stuff like that. You know, I think the whole Motion City thing is kind of spot on. You know, they got a lot of pop punk elements, honestly. Yeah. Especially with the vocal melodies. But yeah, that was my first time I actually listening to them for the first time this morning. It's a pretty, I don't know, their, their discography is pretty, you know, a lot of depth to it. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. couple, uh, a couple EPs, a couple standalone singles. Yeah. Does anyone know general, if they're like, on a label? Someone has, I think it's Chill Wave and another label are teaming up to put their whole discography on vinyl. That's On um, one vinyl? Yeah, and that's going right. over pre-order. That's a good move. That is really sick. And... Uh, like the the thing about their production is I think their production is going to sound really good on vinyl. Like as far as like that, that kind of warmth and depth, the dot flack type type sound, you know. <laughs> Lossless is that what they call it these Lossless. days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also think that they sound like say anything at times. Ooh, I could. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Except, um, I think the vocals are less like idiosyncratic than say anything's i think cliff diver's vocals are actually maybe easier to digest than max bemis's <laughs> valid i've actually never heard a say anything song in my life wow and yeah and I that's feel- weird i'm a big say anything guy i mean is a real boys one of my one of my favorite albums ever honestly as far as like getting into this kind of music that was definitely a, a bridge but i don't I see that, that comparison <laughs> Yeah. And the thing about is a real boy is that every song on that album is also like it feel it it seems like it would be too long until you actually listen to it, you know? Yeah. Like they they also have like a lot of depth and progression in their song structures. So I, I can I can actually kind of see that comparison. Yeah, they rock. <laughs> our our conclusion on Cliff Diver is that say anything rules. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of like really nice looking music videos too. I don't know. They just seem to be doing all the right things. Band. The singer has a mullet. Mullet gang. Mullet gang. Here's, so <laughs> here's what I will say. They're at number ten, but I think their hustle is gonna take them really far. Like. Yeah, they're they're I, grinding for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I just feel like they've been around yeah. so much longer than the two years. I don't know why. But maybe. Yeah, because. Oh, because I think it's because they sound like so polished and they have like such a work ethic. You know, yeah. like it, it, it feels like a band that's been around longer, even though they are pretty fresh, pretty wet behind the ears, as they say. Yeah. And I will say that coming in at number 10 cut it so close because there were like seven plus bands that were like within five votes away from the number 10 spot. So it was. Oh, like, really? Yeah, it was very tight. Anything else? I'm going to Cl- uh, give them an old follow on the Twitter. Whoa. Let's look them Whoa. up, Cliff. That's another Diver. perk. That's another freshman class perk. Cliff Diver, yeah. okay. Follow. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At number nine, from Canada, we have Arms Length. Watercolor 
skies I guess the paint hasn't dried yet And nothing feels real It's something I cannot describe It's just something I have dealt with And all things come to pass The sun is up Okay, this, this was a surprising band for me because I've never heard of them. And then I listened to whatever their biggest song was. And they sound like a like a band that's been around for a minute. Yeah. Like, more, just... like, more like alternative rock, honestly. Um, definitely emo elements. But, you know, they could definitely get away with just like saying they're alternative band to not give them that emo. You know, like I feel like the emo tag limits bands a lot of times. Sure. I think they, this they was like movements. And a lot like yep. those types. Yes. Yep. Yes. 100%. Um, this was one of the two bands that I hadn't heard of. Um, and then I listened to them. And they definitely are the band that's like, that that's pulling the most from like the 2013, 2014 era of emo. You know, they got, they got very, very smooth production. Like, um, oh, definitely. This, the recording sound great. Um, it really feels like they, they, they know their sound as a band already. It's very established in that sense. Yeah, yeah, everything sounds very warm, uh, very, very dry, and I think um, they also have that, like, the the crescendo down. Not, like, post-rock crescendo core, but, like, their songs definitely build to something, and, you know, uh, I... You could say it's like the you could say it's like the cliche thing where like they build to like the screaming climax, but it's it's it, it, it's got it's it's all wrapped up in like a pop song structure. So it feels I don't want to say conventional, but it feels like uh, more like they just know how to write a fucking song, and mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> you'll never guess where this band is big in 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 like what corner of the internet they're kind of big in. And I had to consult Chillwave as to where they're popular. And they're popular in the Call of Duty montage video community. <laughs> and I'm not what? making that up. What? That's, kind of, <laughs> that's like super dope. It's, it's fucking epic. If, if anything is worthy of the word epic, it's being big in the it's Call of Duty a- montage video community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would go as far as to say it's the epic bacon to big <laughs> in the in the Call of Duty montage it's, video community. It's fucking biblical. Yeah, I like if if there's any current emo this could be compared to, it's kind of in the late era of pianos become the teeth. Oh yes, yes, like keep you era. Yeah, just very clean, very dramatic, but e- but like easy to listen to still. Yeah. I think, like, age-wise, this band is very young, um, and they've got, like, five songs out total, and they got hella plays on Spotify. Back in views. Thank you for watching this Call of Duty montage video. Like and subscribe for more content. <laughs> but, yeah. I want to tap the YouTube market. I feel like that's something I haven't done. we haven't done yet. I just want to know how that happens. Maybe, like, a member of the band was active in that community or they were friends with someone who was active in that community and they kind of, like, plugged the music and people liked the way it sounded over the footage and it just kind of, like, snowballed from there. That's my hypothesis. All right. Number eight. A member of Nice is actually in this band. And that is Thank You, I'm Sorry.
Sage was actually going to do the episode with me until we got the list back, and he was like, well, I can't talk about my own band. (laughs) (laughs) I respect the humility. Um, This was, I think, the first band that I suggested Kyle put on the ballot because I knew they were going to... I I know this band has, like, a growing snowball of hype behind it, but when I listened to their album, and this is the only band on this list that that I think I feel this way about, I think I'm kind of like on the fence as to whether or not I consider them like straight up emo. Oh, they're not. They're new. They're, they're like they're, they're not. They're coming up stuff is like not even close to emo. It's like indie pop, cool fucking shit. Dog. It's like actually good music. It's sick. <laughs> actually good actually. music. <laughs> no, this this is one of the bands that really like stood out um, to me. Even though there's only one song that's full band. Listening to the acoustic songs, you could see how you could it could be fleshed out as a whole band. Um, yeah, I think the imagery and the expression and like the lyrics, especially, yeah, um, are really good. Um, really creates a story and gets you kind of like um, makes you like dive in a little bit more. I think this the band has like a really high ceiling, and um, I saw that they were on Count Your Lucky Stars, which is cool. Yeah. So they're kind of on like the the resurgence of that label. Because that was a pretty prominent label in the early 2000s, you know, with like Free Throw and Brave Bird and Dowsing. And like those are the bands that I like ran into first that got me into emo music. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. And I think it's definitely a high ceiling with that band. I just want to hear more um, recordings with a full band. Yeah. Abe, uh, Abe is actually also sometimes in that band. I'm the only one that's not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Which is fucked up. I've asked, I've asked so many times, Colleen, when am I going to get to be in your band? But it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it'll happen after quarantine. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like so Abe like recorded, mixed, and, and mastered their, their record, I think, that, that, that they have like in the vault. And like they've added like so much like synths and like extra shit. It's, I just got the masters for it like a couple days ago because Sage just doesn't show me anything. But it, it, it's it's sick. It's it's really cool. I'm really stoked to see um, where where they where they go. I'm really banking on them getting huge so they can take nice on tour. <laughs> the thank you, I'm sorry, is my meal ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just imagining someone like saying to you, "Thank you, I'm sorry," and you're just responding with "nice." <laughs> yeah, I saw um, I saw the full band in january with nice and origami angel and short fictions that show was fucked up uh but yeah uh i can i can con- confirm that uh sage and uh what's space's name um that that that's our friend b um b, yeah uh both really really compliment the songs really well yeah it's it's it, yeah. it, it they're, they're dope i'm really stoked about everything they got coming up and shit um yeah it's gonna be sick uh, one thing, one thing about the songwriting is, I think like this style of music can kind of like lend itself to being like, kind of sounding like too, too twee or too fragile. And there is like a like this delicate element to it, but um, it kind of avoids the cutesiness and ha- like really cuts into like like a level of emotional honesty um, that I think is. Uh, I think I think it's something that you don't see as much with uh, more acoustic driven or singer songwriter driven bands, and 
I think that's really cool. Like it just feel it feels uh, th- this band feels very authentic to me. Yeah. Uh, so this band currently has an acoustic album out and a couple of other like demos. They have a full song called Cell Phone that came out on a comp just now, and I think it's set at the show. But the full uh, the the full full band album should be out later this year. Oh yeah. So number seven, we've got Ogbert the Nerd. Everybody shut the fuck up! This is a band that's coming up in that Sun Eater record label gang world. I fuck with this one. What is that? What is Sun Eater? Sun Eater is a new record label. They've got like another band on this list and then I uh, think one other band. Uh, but they're all over Twitter. They're all over our emo and stuff now. I think it's all like East Coast run. Okay. First of all, the, the band name. <laughs> <laughs> It's a reference yes. from 30 Rock, I think, I saw. Okay, when, I, okay. when I searched yeah. them on, on YouTube. Damn, they're whipping up 30 Rock reference? That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> so they have that, that, they had the three-song release, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's tons of potential in that. Um, I even think that it'd be beneficial for them to toss those stems of, you know, the, the three songs and just have someone mix them a little bit more because they're pretty good songs. Um, mm-hmm. but that quality will scare people away, you know, and then it's not that they're bad songs. I, they'll, listen to, they'll listen to like 50 seconds of it and be like, okay, no, I, but I was I actually going to gonna say, I really, I really like how raw the production sounds. Oh, like. you do? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm into, I'm into like the more, I, I, I also wouldn't call this a lo-fi necessarily, but I like, uh, that the mixing sounds like kind of messy. Totally messy. Um, I yeah. actually listened to all three songs because a lot of these I listened to like one, two tracks, you know, but I I think this band can do quite a bit, you know, I'm uh, so I just want to hear more, really. I like that part yeah. in the first song on the EP when it's like, everybody shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That, that part's cool. <laughs> uh, this was the other band that I had not heard of before, but um, I, I'm actually really into it. And again, um, it seemed... Kind of like how Arms Length is doing like the 2013-2014 wave. I think this band is pulling like kind of from like real like between Algernon and Glockamora, that yeah. that era of emo. Like yeah, Joyce, that kind of like like Joyce Manor. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say you ever think uh, ever heard of Algernon? <laughs> <laughs> ultra ultra DIY uh, sounding um, and very like G twinkles. Not not twinkle for the sake of like noodling all over the place, but like focused twinkles, and the vocals are dope. I'm a big fan of the vocals. Yeah, that was the that was that's what stood out for me is the vocals, and uh, they do a lot of little cool like you know uh, they had some group chat chanting and they have really good. I don't know if you want to come harmonies. How they layered them, I really enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, group chanting is I think the best word for it because it doesn't sound exactly like gang vocals. Like it doesn't have. It's not gang vocals, no. That that shouty quality, but it's 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 somewhere between that and like 
layered harmonizing. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if like this this band is like my thing, but they definitely got like a lot of potential and stuff. And like I I I think I agree with like David on like the production thing. Like I feel like if it was a little more like mixed a little more and just a little more finely tuned, it would really put so, it. Into so you're saying it's not your thing, but they do their thing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I just think they they need uh. You know, I have no problem with like a messy recording. It's just that I just know how many people will listen to that and not even give it a shot because of that first impression. Um, it's really it's too, it's too common, really. It's such a polarizing thing because some people are totally okay with the cell phone thrown in the corner of the room recordings and love it, and then some people just like don't like it at all. And some people just don't like to enjoy cool things. One hundred percent. You hit David. What? Did you just hit the ball. I just hit a little little bubby boy. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. Respect. I have nothing to do today. Uh, that's sick. Me neither. You know that actually. That actually like just made me think of something. Is that I I don't think there's very many weed emo bands on this list or weed emo, however however you wanna. Describe that particular sub subgenre. Like um, it's not a subgenre, it's just they either talk about weed or they don't. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I I just mean that stuff. There's I, I feel I, like there's a weed. I personally uh, hate that term. I personally like, but, can't do sing about weed. Oh, Would do you? you yeah, I do. Yeah, you hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't decide what the new album. It's insane. It's insane. There's the whole gang vocals part that's like the joint's not burning right. I'm stoked about it. <laughs> I can't decide whether I like Weedmo more or less than the term bummer punk because both of those terms kind of like gross me out in different ways. Okay, um, you gotta, okay. Name, if you don't either of them, you don't gotta use either of them, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. Name, okay, just help me out so I, I can classify it. Name like three to five Weedmo bands. Kyle, I need your help because I kind of avoid Weedmo. Um, Riley. Riley. Okay. I've never listened to uh, that. Do you think mom jeans are Weedmo or have they kind of, are they, do you think they're starting to drift away from that? Because they definitely were like the epitome of Weedmo. Riley Weedmo, you got to call mom jeans Weedmo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mom jeans. Mom jeans. Yeah, mom jeans is Weedmo. Is nice Weedmo or are we just a band that likes weed? I think you're just a band that likes weed. Honestly, I think it applies more to the fans than it does to the bands themselves. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Around the band. Not culture, but like the, the vibe. Uh, number six, back in the Midwest, Arcadia Gray from Indiana. And I think what's cool about this is that you could listen to all their discography and they have grown a lot since their first release. Um, They have a short recorded history. They've got 
but they've really refined their shit. Um, they have like a lot of releases too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was gonna say that. I think because they just like keep pumping out like little spurts of songs that they keep like pushing themselves harder every time that they record. Um, and you can definitely hear it uh, in the vocals, which I, I think Arcadia Gray might have like one like one of my favorite vocal performances on this entire list. And their guitar tone is so fucking sick. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, that's what I really picked out is their guitar tones. It, it just sounds big and, and thick. Um, I listened to their last release. It was like Orange on the cover, I believe. Konami Code or whatever. Um, yeah. But the one thing I noticed listening through it, 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 I thought like three songs in a row were the same song because like the lyrical content was like the same. Like it was still about the same thing. So I don't know, like, I didn't listen to the whole album. I don't know if it was, like, thematic um, throughout. I'm not a huge fan of the lyrics. I kind of tuned the lyrics out while I was listening. Uh, Kyle, didn't you say that you thought they were best when you could not understand the words? But I, No, it was like, I was I like listening the to the first song, and I was like, okay. And then the second song, they literally, I think they said the same, like, line in it. And I was like, oh. So it was just maybe like it's a, just a continuation. A, maybe it's a concept record. Yeah, have a concept you What's that? Uh, uh, no, I really haven't given much thought about that, Roddy. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, if someone broke his heart, so that's that must be what the whole album's about. Then, I th- I think this band like has a lot of potential, and I feel like they're gonna blow up in the next couple of years. They sound they sound very fine tuned, like they sound crisp. They're cool. Yeah. We played a few shows with them, and like they're they're really dope people. I really I really like hanging out with them. Whenever like their their sets are just vibes. Like every time they play, like vibes are just on. It's all you can really ask for these days. Absolutely. The first thing I thought when I when I listened to them was like, Sparkle Punk's definitely not dead because they got they got that like I don't want to say party emo because I am not a huge fan of that term, but they got that like half upbeat, half melancholy vibe down. Um. And they they tagged themselves as shine punk. I saw on, that on their band camp. <laughs> they they're they're pushing into eighth wave emo. We're not even there yet. <laughs> I hope emo doesn't get to an eighth wave. Oh god. <laughs> I thought they kind of have like the early Prince Daddy levels of like catchiness and songwriting, like where their their songs have like a lot of chords. I feel like they don't just stay in like the same area the entire song i think that they like travel a lot um and yeah. i think that it kind of sounds like adult summers era um, they definitely like fit that vibe of like new emo that like isn't really emo but it has like twinkles but then it also has like all these like elements from like everything else that kids listen to growing up and shit it's dope yeah well what we were talking about in the last episode is uh post emo that term has been used like so many different times for like, so many different types of bands, but that's kind of what people are calling like the uh, this kind of newer wave of stuff, like a band that's also on this list or Origami Angel. I don't think I'm ever gonna call a band that ever. <laughs> well, then, call um, band what? Post emo. Post emo? I don't even know what that means. Anything else for Arcadia Gray? Dope band, dope people. Hell yeah. So, halfway through the list, at number five, we have For Your Health. Good grief. Uh, 
people were really shocked this band wasn't on last year and well they got in this year um this yeah. was my favorite of the group actually by far yeah um, by far um I, I, I love the vocals um their guitarist is, is just crazy innovative and like adds so much depth to the songs by not doing too hey. much you know it's like very tasteful um i was super impressed with this band i never heard of them until this list hey david do you know what band their guitarist used to be in no Ar- arrows and her okay this makes sense <laughs> yeah i didn't know that yeah, yeah. Uh, it totally makes sense. Okay, so yeah, this band was my favorite of the group. Uh, just I don't know, I haven't heard a Scram's band that like captured me in a while. Um, yeah, and they they're did also it. my favorite band on this on this bracket. Um, um, everything about they, it is good. It's like manic and and, and fast paced, and it's refreshing, honestly. Yeah, I think maybe part of the reason that they didn't get on the list last year is because they did a split with Shingard and Shingard made the list because they also put out like a full length so they just had like a bit more hype at the time but for your health are in my opinion the strongest band on this list like like David was saying like excellent nuanced um, but not like over the top performances um, manic chaotic it's so tasteful. It's yeah. really tasteful, and, um, and all the transitions are really good. I don't know. I was pre- I was very impressed with this band. Yeah, one of the one of the few screamo bands that I actually like really enjoy the lyrics too. Yeah, the and, lyrics good. Um, did you listen to the Death of Spring Split or did you listen to Nosebleeds? Um, the one that was purple. Uh, I, I, that's the Death of Spring Split, I think. I think they are they're trying to like push a little further away from the kind of almost sassy sound that they were doing on nosebleeds um i think shingard helped push them to like a like a bit more of a chaotic direction on the split um and for your health might also go down like the ever popular road of screamo bands turning into metalcore uh but i think they could they could do it in a really tasteful way um and they're also like fucking explosive live like holy shit um I I saw them like a couple months ago when they came through and uh, Hayden was doing like the like the hanging from the rafters shit and it, it was just like so cool. Hayden actually accidentally brought down like part of the venue ceiling and just said <laughs> and just said sorry about that and like continued with the set and didn't give a fuck. It was so sick. <laughs> I feel like they're another one of those bands where it's like they're obviously like insanely good at what they do i just don't think i like screamo i just i I just don't think it's my thing but like that they're like you can listen to this and like tell they're like insanely talented and like yeah i found this band when i like found out about shingard obviously and like uh i mean obviously like it's easy to make that jump because it's split but like uh but yeah they're they're cool is it appropriate to say that this is like equally like classic emo violence sounding, but also fresh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause they, I think the roots of the band's sound are definitely like in like orchid era emo violence, but mm-hmm. they have like these shards of math horror that I think come from like Damien's like experience as a guitarist. Hayden's also a really versatile vocalist. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of like different elements in play and it all comes together to sound like something familiar but not quite familiar. Like I think part of this band's strength is also just kind of like the uh, the fact 
some of their songs like have like these really unsettling atmospheres until they blast into the full blown like screaming and and blast beats. Yeah, there's some like groovy parts on some of the Death of Spring stuff that's very very yeah. They're like groovy, but it's still like always punishing at every moment of the song. It's it's awesome. I do think <clears throat> internet presence is sick. I I think they're funny and and dope. I I I I love the alternative, but I I thought there'd be for the alternative. Final take on for your health is listen to Shimmy Shimmy Ya by Old Dirty Bastard. Okay, number four. This was a shoe in for this year, and that is Oolong. album that Arimo knows about because everyone was accusing them of astroturfing and telling their their fans to spam Arimo. That's the shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) The band with like sub 1,000 monthly listeners of like buying posts on r slash emo. Like I swear to god people on the internet do not think at all before they post things. Yeah, whoever posted that must have been in their basement, you know, in their grandma's basement. Right. <laughs> Cooking crumbs on their stomach, just typing away. <laughs> I do love a good, like, hose mad scenario. So I was like, oh, yeah. It's almost to the point where it's like if you post your band on our, on our email, people get mad at you just for sharing your music on a place where people that gather to talk about the genre. Oh my fucking god! People got so fucking mad at closure just for saying that they have like a tour coming up or like an album coming out. Um, like there was there was some kid who kept posting, "How fucking dare you steal the name of this band that three people have heard of from the late nineties?" I, I no one. I I feel like the the DIY scene no longer cares about r slash emo. I think it might have had some influence um, for a couple years, but now it hit, it is entirely moved to Twitter and Instagram. Like you're better off like avoiding r emo entirely. I posted on r slash emo when Sweaty Hams came out, and then I like made a tweet about like I was just talking shit on r slash emo, and like <laughs> someone on there found the tweet and was like. It's not very nice of you. Like you're posting your music. If you're posting your music here, asking us to listen to it. Like if you don't like us so much, don't post your music. Like I was like, okay, bro, chill. It's not that Damn, Roddy. Why would why would they expect you to be nice? Right. Exactly. Ooh, that's funny. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Roddy? I'm not, not a, even a laugh. Not even a giggle. That's what I think about it. I'm not afraid to ruffle feathers. You know. I'm I'm, I'm chewing on the hip out. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I dare you to ruffle my feathers, dude. <laughs> I love a good non- um, non-traversy, though. <laughs> uh, so, so, so Oolong's I got, good. I got one time. I really oh, yeah, we're talking about Oolong. Oh, yeah, Oolong. Oh, really good guitar work on this album. Yes, absolutely. The really good guitar work. Um, uh, songs have a lot of depth and a lot of good composition um, in the transitions and different sections of the songs. Um, Miller's high life stood out to me as far as tracks go. 
Um, the one thing I do have right here, this album just screams so much jank influence. It's it's pretty. It's, uh, it's, right. it's a, like so. Like I was I was around. You David, know, are like, you, are you sitting down? I was going. <laughs> I was I was going to have a different segue into talking about this because uh, I oh. was going to say I think the drumming I think the drumming on this album is really really good, and the drummer happens to be Sam Becht ex Jank. Oh, so yeah. I'm so I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's um, no, that was my right notes. I was like, I was like, it's so much of it. I was like, what? I was like, I've heard like a lot of this, you know, stuff. Now it's like the same song, but like how the transitions and how the songs go. Um, that was my one note that I was like, this is like that. But I will say that I like this band, um, like more than I did the first time I listened to them. Was on that full went... length or first release? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for that being their first release, that's pretty impressive. Hell yeah! Um, as far as you know, bands go, because I mean, I listen to our first stuff, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. So the fact that they like are coming out, and then this is the first thing they release, you know, that's that gives them a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. I would say. Would you say of- that this is like the most traditional, like emo or like noodly emo band on this list? It's would... the most twinkle, yeah. It's it's the twinkle band of the list. Yeah, absolutely. Probably like the most for yeah. sure. It's like kind of yeah, playful but... at the same time, though. So I thought it was dope, and I think they Rax... even dropped a couple. They dropped a couple voice samples, and I heard a woo. I yep. heard some moves yep. and a pause. I so, I was gonna say they got the math rock woo down. So they um, I love the math rock woo. Yeah, they they have all the elements. <laughs> I think Roxy's and um, Cigarettes is an undeniable banger. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's the, the outro track. of that song absolutely fucking rocks. Uh, how they kind of bring it all back at the end. Um, very good at those abrupt tempo changes. I think the strained vocals are a little much to get through a full album with. That's my only criticism. Uh, um, they got the Matthew Wonky songwriting down. I actually like the vocals. Um, and I think actually what you were saying about uh, Ogbert the Nerd, that like a more fast paced, like punky type of emo band, I think Oolong has that just in like more of a, uh, more of like a, a mathy, like complex songwriting direction. Yeah. All in all, fuck R slash emo Oolong forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oolong, you can get them on that. They got tapes up on that Sun Eater Records, Bandcamp, and all that stuff. Number three, my favorite band on the list, Carly Cosgrove. Knows me. This band is insanely cool. So okay, good. where does this band come from? Philly. Philly. Because I've heard so much about this band in the past like month after not hearing about them ever. I think um, that's the same thing for me too. The other day for the first time, and like once I heard them, I was like, damn, it's kind of cool. I did not. Three piece, correct? Yep. 
not a lot of lead guitars in their songs. The song structures are, are great, really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and their attention to detail is, is really good. I like, uh, I'm, I mean, they're catchy. Um, if they had added some leads to this, I think they would really, you know, fly. Because I, I think it looks like the, the guitarist also probably sings, if I'm, is that correct? Yep. So, I mean, you can only do so much. Um, I think they're, they're one of the stronger bands on the list as well. Um, not too much out though, where they have like two EPs, two EPs and like a single or something. I kind of like how modest they are. Like there's nothing flashy. It's just like very honed in simple. The vocal lines are all just like chef's kiss. Good. Like they're all really melodic and creative and not lazy at all. No, that's what's impressive um, yeah. because the, the songs are writing with as a three piece. It's like, they're big yeah. um, and they flow really well. So I can imagine, I can see this band, you know, uh, going farther. Um, I really want to know what's up with the band name. <laughs> people love because the band name. Honestly, no, see, they're going to love it. They're going to have people that love it. Or people are going to look at that band name and not even give them a chance, which I don't want to happen to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. First time, I, first time I saw the band name, I thought it was, just someone named Carly Cosgrove doing singer songwriter stuff before I listened. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of a, a bad. Look. I think like all the song titles are like, are like I Carly, Drake and Josh, like all those <laughs> Dan Schneider show like references. What that's if, a commitment. That's a hard commit. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, they have on their, on their old EP is called like, Whoa, just take it easy, man. And then one of the songs called liar. I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> one of their um, albums is talking... one of their albums is uploaded to Spotify and like the label part says fuck Dan Schneider. Yes. <laughs> because fuck, Dan, fuck Dan Schneider is he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's an evil person. Yeah. Fucking He's a fucker. Fucking um, Dan get the Van Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've just heard about this band last month. Um actually heard from it from Alex Martin. Um, oh yeah, he, yeah. Like, they, were talking, they were talking. Yeah, they were talking to me, and, and I was like, "Who is Carly Cosgrove?" <laughs> like, I don't know who that person is. And like, it's a band. I was like, okay. I wanna. I want my nickname for Alex Martin to catch on. I've been calling them uh, A Mart for like months, <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I, I really want that to uh, be their new Twitter handle. Um, but anyway, I think the. I think the thing about Carly Cosgrove that um, that made them like so successful on this bracket is that they probably have the most like down the middle like broad and accessible sound on Celeste. Like you totally, can come it's not from intimidating. Like, it's not yeah, inti- it's not intimidating. It's very it's it's very accessible mm-hmm. to any music listener. Come, yeah, you could come from like any branch of emo and find something to like about Carly Cosgrove, and I think they're going to be very appealing to like the the kids who got into emo through like modern baseball you know not i'm not saying that they sound like modern baseball but that they have like similar pop appeal um also another thing important to add they 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 have some samples in their music and they also have some woos so in the emo big emo check marks love a woo (laughs) if they sound like any band it's kind of like a little bit like tiger's jaw and i don't know exactly what it is maybe just like the riffs aren't at all like lead guitar stuff. It's all just like chordy driven, chord driven, cruising. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure that I see the Tiger's jaw influence here. Um, but maybe I'm also like not comparing it to what I th- think of as Tiger's jaw, like because I'm very much pizza album purist. Tiger's jaw, or like honestly, I don't really know what I would compare them to. Um, which is a good thing, honestly. True. Um, it's the kind of same thing when I heard Roddy's band Nice for the first time. I was like, I have this band. They sound like this band and nothing else really. Um, but they also, Carly Cosgrove also avoids that trap of being like neither here nor there in terms of songwriting. Like it doesn't feel like they failed to pick a lane. Um, it just feels like they picked a lane that is in the middle of a lot of different styles. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I'm excited to see what they put out next. I think, yeah, I think like they, they, they definitely like sound like a lot of bands, but like not too much like any of them. To make it like sound like they're like ripping anything off, you know, which is fine. Everything's been done before, so everything sounds like something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only so much you can do with it. Uh, <laughs> Tom Morello beg to differ. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever, but me, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, any other thoughts on Carly Cosgrove? Cool band, huge potential. Cool band. I, cool I band. would like to play gigs with this. Excited to see what happens with them next. He and Cohen Ex- likes them. Ex- Damn, Ian Cohen, that guy. Number two, hospital bracelet. A, a definite shoe in. My second favorite band on on this list, um, which uh, people who know my music taste might be surprised by, because they definitely uh, are not like an aggressive band, um, and they're they're also not like very mathy. I think they kind of are going towards like st- they're still recognizably emo, but they're also like drawing from like early K records type stuff. Um, um, they're very new, unique. They have their own thing going. Yeah, um, there's another band that I would say has a very high ceiling um, and can go as far as you know. As long as they're active, they're going to get more popular along the way. Really strong vocals and emotion. Um, I just really want to hear full. I just really want to hear full LP. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say the thing that I really love about the band is the vocal melodies. Like, yeah, just absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, and I guess I can really say it now. Sh- Sorry to interrupt. I guess, um, yeah. but we were going to do in June, this June, we were going to do like a 10 day run with awake, but still in bed. And I was recommended hospital bracelet as some support for the, some of the shows. So we invited them and they were going to do some Midwest shows Damn. with us during that run, which unfortunately is not going to happen anymore. But, um, when I first heard this band, like I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and was kind of, you know, kind of caught me off guard you don't you don't get that very often especially in emo music and i also think that their lyrics are very strong like yeah that's, that's um, another thing i have in my notes bar none my favorite lyrics like on this list um and also the other shy town band shy town represent um uh, yeah i i i 
I can't say like enough good things about Hospital Bracelet. I think that, like David said, they have a very high ceiling on them. Um, and I want them on the pod. And I know Collins from Closure uh, can help make that happen. This band had the same effect that Ben Quad had last year, where I hadn't listened to them, but I had been aware of them just because it's hard to avoid their name on Twitter because they're always getting tweeted about and stuff. And I thought they had like so much more music out and they have very little music out. And it's like, it's cool that some bands can get that popular with just a couple songs. But yeah, I hope that there's something new coming. I mean, the the latest song that they released, uh, Sober, Haha, JK, Unless, like, that's, that's, in my opinion, their strongest song like, yeah. by far. Like, I agree with to that. this point. If they can, if they, if whatever they got next is just more songs like that, they're going to fucking blow up, I think. And they're dope. They're, they're, they're really cool people, too. Love cool people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the bands that we really like, uh, we have less to say about. <laughs> <laughs> Let the music do the talking. Let the music do the talking. Are you gonna are you gonna also like do like little clips of each band's music in this one again? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah. I want I want people to hear like that first moment in Sober when the vocals just get like really yearning and intense. That's 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 my pick for, for the snip that you should put. Okay. So right. number one, and I just wanna say with the most votes by nearly double. Yeah. From number one to number two, Glass Beach, of course. She gets up to shut the bedroom door behind her. She stands right beside her. She Yeah, the run for cover money band. You're, you're gonna have to tell me what post email means. Well, okay, so if you had to put a genre on Glass Speech, what do you think that they are? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, you, you, it's it's basically that moment when you're like, I don't know what the fuck to call this, but it's somehow emo. Compositionally, well, compositionally, they're next level, 100. percent They're like they're like musicians' music. Um, yeah, like my my. <laughs> Like my brain does not process. Like I could never come up with the compositions that they do. You know, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, we're really really pressed with every track. There's something in there that I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, their day the fact that that's their debut album is incredibly impressive. I'm trying to think. There's one song on it. I'm gonna look it up. Yoshi's Island. That was probably my favorite out of all of them. But they don't. I mean, I didn't really run into a bad song. I was also surprised that they're considered an emo band. I don't know. <laughs> they're really big in the emo scene. Uh, okay, so I guess here's here's how I kind of described post-emo when we talked about it last episode. But you know how post-hardcore is like bands that came up in the hardcore scene or have members who came up in the hardcore scene, but the music, maybe well-rooted in hardcore, is kind of like pushing 
a lot of different boundaries and uh, pulling in like a lot more interesting stuff and more varied influence. So you can't really call it hardcore, but you can tell like the roots are there. Okay. The just that, but replace hardcore with emo. Um, Makes sense to me. So it's the most I impressive record I, of the list, like band of the list. They're the most impressive. It's extremely yeah, memorable. Uh, it's a really well-made record, and like, intri- like the production is crazy. Um, I think because the first time I listened to it, I was in the car, and I actually got like really bored. Um, but it's like a headphones album for sure, in my opinion. Like, all like the little nuances pop out better when you listen to it like by yourself on headphones. Yeah, it's so layered. I don't know if it if this record like necessarily like clicked with me in all the ways it seems to have, like clicked with a lot of people, but it's definitely like a cool record and it's like like obviously well made and they're doing something right. It's not it's not my thing, but they do their thing well. They do their thing well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also like cool to see a band that has like such a weird left field sound uh, blow up like this. Like yeah. that's that's the thing that's that's impressive to me is that this band like does not sound anything like anything else in emo right now um and but the emo scene like really embraced them uh more so than like maybe a place where you'd expect them to be more more well received like in like the more straight up indie rock scene like they just uh they have something that appeals to diy kids i mean no anytime a band's out and they don't sound like any other band um i'll definitely root for them because a yeah. lot of times other bands that do get popular, popular, you know, they're kind of just going off another formula that's already been done. You know, that that's fine. You can be successful doing that. But uh, I think having your own identity is the way to go if you're going to stand out. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this band has the potential to influence, you know, whoever listens to it to try their own version of it, you know, and expand on it. And that's the coolest part about music. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, the biggest, the biggest bands in emo right now, like, don't really sound anything like each other. Um, so, I think... And it's, it's like, hard to do, to be honest. Yeah. So, I think, like, the next wave of DIY emo is going to be, like, not even, like, really emo, just a bunch of bands that are kind of united by being in the same scene and being friends. Which is kind of what I happened. I think trending like- that way. Yeah, like in yeah. in 2015, like say what you will about Pine Grove right now, but like at the time, like the fact that Pine Grove was touring with like the world is and Intuit over it was just like it sound it was so fucked up, <laughs> but it was at the same time it was cool. Yeah, because because Pine Grove like didn't sound anything like any other bands in the scene. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's like the route I see Glass Beach taking, but then like that could be construed as me comparing them to Pine Grove, which no. <laughs> as but, far as as far as I know, everyone in Glass Beach is on the level. Um, but um, Glass Beach and yeah, Jeff I, Rosen's stock would be a great bill, and I think would actually sonically make a little bit of sense. Just catchy, yeah. frenetic, anxiety music. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, I think I think uh, part of what makes this band like really pop out is the a lot of the elements of their music are elements of like much more chill music like they have a lot of like low-key like electronic influences but it comes together in like uh, a very energetic stew um 
And personally, I don't know if like the production like really complements that as much as it should. Um, but that's just me. And I'm clearly like in the minority thinking that. But I think the production I mean, to me sounds like a homebrew. Um, what mm. I'm really curious of is how many renditions of these songs existed before whoever wrote them chose, you know, how to how to present them really. Um, yeah, because the layers to them are, are so dynamic and, and you can make them full out, you know, guitar songs if you wanted to. Um, but the amount of depth and the instrumentation, I, I, there, there has to be so many versions of every single song before, you know, they decided to, to release what they did. And I don't know, it's, it's definitely a musician's it's definitely musicians music. Like it, there's just so much you can get out of it and there's so much you can catch. And it's pretty impressive. I think what's interesting about that is that Glass Beach like tweeted out the stems for the album because they wanted people to make remixes of it. Oh, did they? That's, yeah, that's actually that's actually really tight. Yeah, that's cool. And it makes sense for like that kind of music where it's just like it can go any way, like you just said. Uh, Claudio a while back uh, hipped me to uh, let's see if I can find the text because I gotta scroll back, Hella. There is a rapper who who made like a hook out of a mom jeans song, and the song is the song is just called Mom Jeans. I think the sample is from Edward Forty Hands, Pistola, Pistola, and Packy Marciano. I'll put it in the show I'll, notes. Hell yeah! <laughs> like I just think that it like it started off just like someone uploading their music to Bandcamp, and it blew up, and it blew up because. Like, there's hardly anything that sounds like it, and it's well done. And uh, I think that's always the best case scenario is like, you don't. I mean, people say like the Brave Little Abacus got big because people just kept repeatedly posting their album to like 4chan or something, or like Mew. Yes. Yes. Um, That's the thing. Like, Brave Little Abacus were not. Brave Little Abacus are vastly more popular now than when they were actually around. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they they kind of they kind of got like oh this is a hidden classic kind of cash. Uh, but Glass Beach is getting big because instead of it being like instead of it being like a hidden classic that people found after the fact, it's like oh this is some weird music that feels very unique. It feels very something like that speaks to me personally. But it's it's active right now, and I can I can help spread it. Yeah. <laughs> And the group just kind of, like, they were faceless for, like, the longest time. Like, I didn't, no one really knew, like, who the fuck is Classic J and stuff like that. And I think that was a kind of cool part of discovering this band, too. Um, um, did, did it blow up organically, or did, did they get, like, a good plug somewhere? No, or did someone like, notable was, write about it? Or No. I think it, I mean. No, it, Ian Cohen wrote about it. Yeah, but, like. Oh, that'll help. It was for the yeah. longest time. It, or, like, I think it dropped. Hold on, I'm pull up the band camp. May 18th, 2019. Oh, so it's been out for a minute. Yeah. So I must have saw when Run For Cover pressed it. Yeah. Okay, so I was under the impression it came out whenever that was. No, that's awesome for them, honestly. Yeah, so, okay, I found the stuff. Okay, so this came out in May 18, 2019, and Ian Cohen published the first Glass Beach interview on November 13th. So, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty tight how, like, this album really did have like this whole organic thing and then people are finding out about it ah, fuck there was the uh, anthony fantano re- review somewhere in there too yes yeah oh that happened uh, yeah 
give it. That man has so much power. He could literally help any sick band <laughs> that's like not notable well, yet and skyrocket them. Yeah, and and he's, like, like, he's like, I'm just a guy on the internet. Like, you shouldn't get mad at my opinions. And then he'll shit on some DIY band. Like, like that, like, break this band's fucking career. Like, when he shit on Cali Cousins, I was so pissed off. I was like, Jesus Christ, you're like the biggest music reviewer in the goddamn world. Would you chill out on this band that, like, is just grinding? Wait, he, he, he said something bad about Cali Cousins? Yeah, he did, like, a, like, I'm, I'll review your music type deal. And then, like, Cali Cousins posted a link. And he, like, used it as a catalyst to, like, shit all over emo and screamo and, like, the, 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 like, the mixing of genres and stuff. And, like, don't emo yeah, explain was, me, kid. Yeah, it was it, wild. I thought Distant Relatives was one of the most fresh albums to come out in the emo genre in the past. Oh years. yeah, I'm like I'm like a huge Cali Cousins fan. Yeah, I'm like I'm a, I'm a huge Cali Cousins fan. Um, we, oh we lived in Rochester for a hot minute, and and that's one of the bands we became close with during then. And that was before we even released our first LP. You know, like early on, us. I have nothing but great things to say about that. But it was just like, it's just like, he just like punches down for like no reason. Like, and I, I feel like he like feels like he's approaching each release to with like objectivity, but like you can't approach like a record of a band with like sub a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify the same as you approach like reviewing the baby, bro. Like it's, it's not the fucking same. Also the glass beach review from Fantano came out in December last year. So that was even after the Ian Co and stuff. So I don't know. No, it's been great for them um, to get that recognition. It's, it's awesome. You gotta root. You gotta root for those bands in your community. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know because because they're gonna be they're you can, they're gonna be the voice of the genre for a larger scale audience that a lot of these you know smaller bands have not um, had the chance to you know expose themselves to. It, it's it's really hard to get your music out there. It's true. It's just really hard. I mean, for someone to just be doing their normal day routine and see a band's name on the internet and then actually click it that they've never seen and give it a chance. Um, like I don't do that a lot personally, hardly ever. So anyone that listens to your band, you know, you have to be thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think having Jay on this podcast would be a, a good insight into how this all happened for them. Yeah. 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 That's our email freshman class for 2020. Did you want to do the honorable mentions and shit? Um, yeah, yeah. Or was we was there anyone that you were uh, just kind of surprised didn't make it? Uh, for me, I was expecting Virginity to be on this list. Yeah, that band's cool. Yeah, that is surprising because they uh, just signed to Smart Punk Records or something like that, and have been fucking with the Dikembe crew in Florida and stuff. And I thought they had enough uh, wind in their sails to put them on this list. A lot of the bands that I was. That I was wanting to see on this list ended up not being eligible, <laughs> like uh, Record Setter or uh, Khaki Cuffs. He was an artist. She was a carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they not eligible? I thought they just no. uh, they had they they have like a demo from like 2015 or something. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I think I think the one that I thought was gonna make it was Snarls from Ohio. They had something from early 2018. But isn't that isn't it two years? Uh, yeah, but Kyle said the cutoff in March. Yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't. I I knew they had the 2018 EP. Yeah. But no, it was like, damn. Yeah, that band's sick though. I love their new record. 
Um, I thought maybe Weather Day was going to make it, but they, I think they got added to the ballot too late because mm-hmm. I replaced we replaced them over Listless because people were telling me that Listless wasn't Screamo, that they are just hardcore. You're not Screamo <laughs> enough. You're not Emo enough. Um, also, Diana Crawls would have been cool to see on this list because they are one of the most unique Screamo bands going right now. Um, but so it goes uh just some good newer bands uh that i found out because of this list that would have been nice to see but they have more years ahead of them uh that guac band from new mexico that band is so sick also another one of those sun eater bands yeah that band is tight uh i got hip to palette knife who are also pretty sick too Mm mm-hmm I was kind of hoping Dad Bod would sneak in there, but they only got two songs out, and I kind of just wanted them in there because Minneapolis. But and but <laughs> and is, is sick, and like hopefully in the in the future they make it. I don't know if y'all have heard that band, but I they're they're really cool. Y'all should check out Dad Bod. They're like it's like slow chord kind of emo shoegaze type stuff. Are they on that like horse jumper of love wave? Um, I don't know. They're just cool. <laughs> oh, okay, word. Um. um yeah, they're one of my favorite bands that's come out the past couple of years. They got like two songs out right now, and we played a couple shows with them, and like they're just like insane to see live. They got a thousand followers yeah. on Twitter. And yeah. two songs. That's yeah, I think like like they they got added to some sick editorials, editorial playlists and shit oh, when weird. they put out two songs. So like they got significant bumps from those, which is dope. I'm stoked for them. They they, I think they got like slowed down on recording because of the virus, but. But uh, I, I'm I'm stoked to see whatever they got cooking up next. They're so cool. Like the, with the three guitar players, it's like some of the parts they do is just like out of this world. Hell yeah, Kyle. I just I just had this idea. Um, I I I think maybe not maybe maybe not like right after this, but I think maybe we should like start doing a hardcore freshman class too. <laughs> should we be the ones to do that? I think I think it, we need to work on expanding our brand <laughs> so okay i had an episode yesterday or an episode idea yesterday that i think you would kill at which is doing an emo kids guide to getting into hardcore yes i would fucking love that <laughs> holy shit like and it could be like hard hardcore for like twinkle dorks or something like that just like what yes. bands and not just make it emo core, but like, hey, here are some things that you like about emo. Here are some hardcore bands that have same tendencies or something like that. I don't know. I think that you would kill at that, though. I would. I would love to do that. All right, <laughs> let's do. Let's do it next week. <laughs> next week. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs>